Now, what's interesting, what's interesting about this whole thing is that, and that went pretty well. You never know what's going to go on. And, uh, but what you may not know, but would be at least worth reminding ourselves about, is that the actual events that happened in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, I guarantee you, there probably wasn't a lot of silence about the night. <laughs> Even though I love that song. It's a great song. It was probably pretty chaotic. Right? Probably um, anything but glamorous. And so at the end of it, the shepherds did exactly what these kids did. They, they went back. They went away. But the shepherds didn't just leave because it was anything but the end. Actually, it was just the beginning. The shepherds left with a message. And the scriptures tell us that the shepherds left glorifying and praising God and sharing the news and telling everybody what they had seen and heard, what they had seen and heard. And what you may not know, but you need to know, is that you and I have very much the same assignment as the shepherds. Not not in the sense that we need to go around and tell people that Jesus was born, because most people know that. Most people know that nowadays, at least in this part of the world. Now, I'm sure there are other people in other parts of the world that have no idea who Jesus is. I know that is true. But for most of the people you interact with, the fact that Jesus was born and lived on the earth is not new information for them. So the message we share is not just that he was born, but what his birth means and what Jesus' presence on earth and in our lives means and what it's all about. Let me show you. I want to show you in a way that maybe you don't expect because I, I've been noodling on this and thinking about this and I, I just, this has helped me so much kind of get a, a big picture of the mission behind the whole Christmas thing. This is like the mission that drives the whole thing from beginning to end and even till now. Let me show you. John wrote, no one has ever seen God. Very important. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only son talking about Jesus, who is himself God and his closest relationship with the Father. He has made him known. I want you to get that. That's why Jesus was born, to make God known. No one has ever seen God, but Jesus came. And we can look at Jesus and see God. We can look at Jesus and know who God is, and know what God is like, and know what it means to be close to God, and know what it means and looks like to follow God. We learn so much about God by looking at Jesus, because Jesus is God in flesh and blood and bone and reality. Jesus is what God had to say about himself to the world. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. And when Jesus was born, he came to reveal God to the world. And in Jesus's life, and in Jesus's death, and especially in Jesus's resurrection, we learn something about who God is. So Jesus came to reveal God to the world. No one has seen God. No one has seen God, but we look at Jesus, and we see Jesus, and that helps us know who God is. Now watch this. A little bit later on, at the end of John's life, he writes something else, and he uses the same phrase, but he goes somewhere else with it. Here it is. No one has ever seen God. He says it again. But this time, watch this. But if we love each other, if we love each other, talking about me and you, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. You get that? 
No one has ever seen God. But Jesus was born and boom, there's God in flesh and blood and bone. No one has ever seen God. But hey, wait, wait, wait. If we love each other with the love that Jesus has given us, what he's saying is God, who he is, what he's about, is brought to full expression in our lives through our love, and when we love like we're supposed to, people get a glimpse of who God is. No one has ever seen God, but we can look at Jesus and say, there's God. No one has ever seen God, but when we love each other the way we're supposed to love each other, people get a glimpse of who God is in and through us. Huge. You know what that means? That means when we love each other the way Jesus specifically loves us, people see God. They learn something about God. When you forgive each other, Husbands and wives, when you forgive each other, when you stop holding grudges, I know he always, and I know she always. When you forgive your family member, I know they drive you nuts. I get it. I know he said. I know she did. I know they never showed up. I know, I know they betrayed. I know they let you down. I get it. But when you forgive each other, people get a glimpse of God. When you're kind, when you're kind, just simple kindness to that, to that person you work with down at their office. It's so annoying, so difficult to... Be kind to them, right? Just, yeah, them, especially for people that are difficult to be kind to. When you're patient, when you're patient, hey, parents, when you're patient, when you're patient with your kids jumping up and down over your ever little loving last nerve, they get a glimpse of the character of God in and through you. When you put others first, when you say, no, you before me, no, you before me, your idea before me, you know what, your way before me, you know what, you go first, you go first. When we put each other first, people get a glimpse of the character of God and who God is and what God is like. No one has ever seen God, but if and when you love each other, they get a glimpse. Let me show you a different way. Same idea. One of the most famous things Jesus ever said, John recorded him, again, John wrote a lot about Jesus. One day Jesus spoke to the people and he said this about himself. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness or live in darkness or be in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I light the way to God. If you want to get to know God, look at me. It's the same kind of thing. In fact, one day he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You see God, me and God, me and the Father, we're one. That's what Jesus said. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, in no uncertain terms, he's saying, I light the way to God. But then another day, Jesus was teaching, and Matthew records Jesus as saying this. Now watch this. Jesus looks at the crowd of people like me and you, and he says, you are the light of the world. No, wait a second, Jesus. You just said that you were the light of the world. Now you're saying we're the light of the world, so which is it? Is Jesus the light of the world, or are we the light of the world? Here's the answer. Yes. Yes. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So again, they may see you. They may experience your love and get a glimpse of him and think about him. Amazing. No one has ever seen God, but Jesus came. We can look at Jesus and know God. No one's ever seen God, but if we love each other, God goes to work in how we love each other like Jesus has loved us. And because Jesus is the light that fills our lives, when we love each other, we light up the world around us. 
Let, let me show you what this, what this looks like, okay? Let me show you the power of this. Look around. All of the endless points of light. In fact, if there were no walls, these beams of light would go on and on and on and on and on. All of these endless points of light illustrate you and me and the way it should be. It illustrates the mission that drives Christmas, the mission behind it all. That Jesus is the light of the world. He is God. And he came to light our way to God. And then he fills us with his love. Because of what he has done for us and through our connection with him and his love, we reflect his love. We reflect his light by the way we love to the world around us. Just look around. Look at all these different points of light reflected. This is you and this is me. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is what the church is supposed to look like. This is what Christians are supposed to look like. This is what the world needs to see. This is what our community needs to see. Reflections of the love, of the light of Jesus. This is what your family needs to see. This is what your neighbors need to see. This is what your friends and coworkers need to see. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this beautiful? Here's what you may not know, and you need to know. All of this starts with one person. It starts with me. And it starts with you. One light, Jesus, who lights my life and lights your life with his love. And so when we go home and we love our families and we love our husband and wife and our kids, that member of the family that's very difficult to love. And we go back home and we love our neighbors. We go to the office and we love our coworkers. We love the people that vote like us and the people that don't. You love the people that are easy to love and the people that are not easy to love, especially the people that are not easy to love. You love those you like and that like you. Love those that you dislike. And they don't really care for you too much either at this point. In fact, Jesus took it so far as to say, you love your enemies. Guess what happens to an enemy when they are truly loved by you? They may just actually to cease being an enemy. Yeah. See, that's the kind of love Jesus came to model for us. And it starts with me, it starts with you, one life, one light at a time. And this is why Jesus came.